I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo! It's your show, man. Hey, this is Toxic and Problematic. I'm SlimFast. That's Laszlo. Snow Cone's here. We do this every week. It's comes out. Well, it's supposed to come out. I think it usually... It has. You've got a perfect... Comes every out every time. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And, uh, you know, we talk about our lives. We talk about things that are going on in the news. And a lot of times we talk about things that are going on in the news and how they relate to our lives. Sure. And the biggest story this week, by far, and especially these last few days, has been Brittany Griner. Uh, yeah. Some people are pissed that, you know, the swap wasn't fair. I saw Donald Trump say it was the dumbest trade ever. Right, because we gave them back the most dangerous man in the world. And, uh, you know, now other countries are going to say, well, we should just kidnap Americans. I disagree. I think that uh, I felt like it was a good look for the United States. Uh, the fact that Russia's like, we want the most dangerous man in the world back. And oh, America's yeah. like, we want back an innocent person. That you Fair. that you put in prison for nine years for no reason and as American would like saying. to get her back. Like the ask is the look, right? So like we want someone who trades arms and kills people, and you're yep. like, yeah, we'd like that girl you arrested for no reason. Exactly, <laughs> I get it. We like to get our people back, and and I heard someone say, don't think of the that type of diplomacy as a sports trade because that's what people do in uh. sports. You trade both teams trade, and it's supposed to benefit both of them equally, right? But that diplomacy doesn't work like that, which I don't know how diplomacy works, but that's sure sounded believable enough. Went to college. But uh, I, I, I thought it was good. I know that if I was over there, I would be very happy about it. I know this other guy, what's his name? Um, he's still stuck over there. I heard his, yeah. uh, his message that he left. That he was very upset. What is, what is his name? I have it written down here. Paul Whelan. Yeah. Uh, and Biden says they're working on getting him back too. So as Lazo and I were talking about this prisoner swap, we couldn't help but be kind of excited about all the video that they're showing of Britney on the airplane as it's taking off. How are you sure. feeling? Seeing her get off the airplane, what that must be like. She spent the better part of this whole year in Russian prison. That's a prisons. long time in a it's Russian a very prison. I'm interested time. to see how she describes it. Me too. I am too. I want to know if was there was there torture? Did you have a cellmate? Right. Were they, you know Did they just beat you every day? Was yeah. you know or well, we, was it like, you know, just an American prison, prison where, yeah. you know, you just get well, I mean you get beat every day and fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. That's was the it thing. like that or no? Everyone acts like you know it's locked up. Well, come abroad. on, man! It's in every movie, and it's also real. It's right. true. If anybody, if you know anybody who's gone to prison and they've gone for a while, the question eventually is so, and you don't want to bring it up, but you're like, "How was it?" And the person who was in prison and the person asking the question knows you're not really that interested in the food. You're not interested in my daily routine. You are curious whether I got fucked or not. Yep. 
That's it. Like, and that's prison. Like, did you like. do five years and get away without being raped? Yeah. Were I, you able to do that? I can't. And that I think that's ridiculous mm -hmm. that in 2022, that's still the question we ask sure. people. The punishment is that you're supposed to be separated from society. Sure. And I get it. You're also not supposed to be given this luxurious, wonderful life. But part of the punishment shouldn't also be getting shanked, getting raped. And then when it happens, they're just like, well, you're, you're in, in prison. prison. No, no. Remember that, that guy who right. wrote the book uh, Fish? It was a, yeah, a, yeah. a memoir of a, a man's memoir of prison or something. He went to prison when he was Wasn't he from Michigan? We tried to get him on the air because we both read that book. We right. were both furious. That was almost 20 years ago. Furious about the fact that this is part of punishment in the United States uh, and just something system? we've accepted. Not only accepted, we kind of laugh at right, it. Right, we laugh about it. We joke about it. In the movies, it's like, oh, don't drop the soap. Right. Well, that, okay, well, you know, I just don't think that... That no. seems cruel and unusual to me. But anyway, we thought with her like, on the plane... What is she going to do? What, what like, she gonna that's do? the she thing. Feeling? So you do 293, right? Is that what she did, 293 yep. days? Yeah. So you do 293 days in prison. Whether it's worse than an American prison or not, I don't know. I have no idea. Right. But what do you do that first day when you're out? What is it like? Now, for her, you know, a different – Biden wasn't waiting there for me. No. When exactly. I got out. There was absolutely no one there. ABC News wasn't waiting to no. get your response. It was just you leaving. And no family or friends or anything. They just let you out. It is a really weird feeling. You have the money in your pocket that you came in with. So, you know, they, they open up that bag and they give it back to you. And, you know, you got like, you know, your clothes. And then right. they give you, you know, if you had like 60, I think I had $62 or something. Yeah. And then they just let you out. Yeah. It is the strange. You're like, well, what now? Yeah. It is the strange. And, and depending on your circumstances, right. if there's no one waiting there for you, it's a much bigger what now question. Right. I mean, and. and I, you know, I did, uh, look, I, I understand my privilege. I, I had a father who, you know, uh, had money, right? Yeah. I won the lottery when it comes to that. So there was a safety net there. Now, nobody was there when I was there, and they had kind of given up on me a little bit. But I knew right. that if I, you know, I'm, I was going to fly home, and they, they weren't going to close the door on me. Right. I knew that. Right. So that's something. But, I, you know, I think I had 62 bucks. You walk out, and when you walk across the uh the street when you get out of jail like you come out and you go and there's like a one lane one lane road right and you go across and there's a gas station there and was this in florida florida and there's okay. a gas station there and you walk in and you got 62 bucks i'm like well what am i gonna do with that 62 bucks well first thing i'm gonna buy a pack of cigarettes which is so dumb yep because you've already quit right mm -hmm. like you had to quit but so I bought a pack of cigarettes, and then you walk back to the booze aisle, and you're like, "Am I gonna? How's this gonna? Like, you really make a decision, and like, how's this gonna end? Yeah. How do, if I get out of here? Am I just going to buy some booze and just see where this happens? See where we go? Because I only got sixty two bucks, so let's roll the dice. Or I'm gonna buy a pack of cigarettes, get a cab. Right. Yeah. Try to figure, and then just Take try the to figure steps. this out. Right. Yep. The first step to, you know, rehabilitation. And by the way, uh, I ended up using that money to buy cigarettes, and then I got a cab. Yeah. Um. But I could see, if I didn't have a place to fly home to, I could see. Well, all right, let me buy a bottle of booze and then figure it out. 
right? And then you're just going to end up back in there. They know that. They right. absolutely know that. Because you're starting at zero. Right. I and mean, they're always like, don't hours. come back. And you're like, they say it because they, uh, the prison guards, when they let you out, they say it because they know you are. Yeah, they'll see you soon. Right. Yeah, because that's kind of the way it's back. designed. I know that they say people who go to prison for years and years when they get out, sometimes they will give them some sort of... I know there's charities, right, that help them. I don't exactly know how halfway houses work. I know yeah. that a lot of prisoners that do serious time when they leave... They go to the halfway house, which sure. sometimes is right across the street. Right, and I, is that owned by the prison or is that some other group? I don't know that if that's a private, together? you know, yeah. enterprise that you know. I would guess it's probably a private enterprise. There definitely are private enterprises that try and help yeah. prisoners when they get out because it seems like we're not interested in that part. But it also felt like I think I was in one of those. Man, it gets so hard to remember. What's what? A halfway house. I think I might have had to do some time. I can remember like them letting you out to go to work. Yeah. And you had to tell him where you were. And then when you came in, there was a guy behind a desk. And you were like, yeah, I'm getting home from work. And he's like, okay. But I don't think I was there very long. Like maybe a couple of days, maybe. Did you ever go to juvie? No. Me neither, buddy. I was so scared of that. You hear about kids going oh to my juvie. Oh, like, Jesus. Um, we would, it was right by a neighborhood where a lot of my friends lived. So we drove by this place all the time. We all knew that was where you go. And, of course, there were a couple of kids from school that end up in there. And at one point, actually, I think I was in high school, there was an escape from the juvenile, like oh. six kids escaped. And I thought, all right, well, you're, you know, 14 or whatever. Where are you going to go? Just go back. To, I would go back to my parents and be like, don't tell anyone I'm here. I well, guess. They're going to catch you. They're going to find you. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to start asking your family members, have you seen them? And I don't know how I'm you're going to start a life drive at 14. your house. Yeah, maybe it was like, like if you escaped from, if you were in juvie, I think even prison, but maybe prisoners are a little bit smarter. But if I was a cop and they were like, hey, 15-year-old flim flam escaped, I'd be like, well, just drive to his mom's house. Right, that's it. Wait there. He had nowhere else to go. Yep. What's he going to do? He can't. I mean, he's eventually coming here. Exactly. That's no options. It's not like I can go get an apartment or a job or anything. I'm 14 years old. But, and I also don't know what it's like in those. I've heard stories. We had someone on the show a long time ago who'd been to a juvenile detention facility and talking about how it was, you know, they'll build these places in other countries sometimes, like in Costa Rica, where there's they're not governed by American laws. And so they can be really cruel. And I've seen multiple stories about kids who go to these places. They get sent there by their parents. And it's sold as like a, you know, a camp, a rehabilitation oh, type camp. About. But it's prison. Yeah. It's just a prison where they can do. And every story I've read involved them getting beaten and abused. And, of course, they're not telling the parents. Now, those are that. all mixed, too, because you don't know. Like, I've heard that story, too. I think there was a documentary on it. And then, you know, military school. Yeah. My dad used to threaten military school all the time. That seemed to me in You're the movies like You're going to military prison. school in Ohio. Like, what? Do kids go to military school who aren't in trouble? Like, if things are going great and they just say, well, I want to be a military person. I think, uh, I no, that. I don't. I think, like, if you're rich and, like, things are going okay, then you go to boarding school. Oh, I think if you're like, a dipshit like me, then you go to military school. Military school is like, we're going to correct you. Okay. Boarding school is like, we're preparing you for that million-dollar job, Teach son. you manners but, and but all both that stuff. Of them, uh, your parents don't want you, <laughs> right, right? right? Like both of them, your parents don't want you around. One's just really nice, okay, and one is you know like boot camp for four years. That's the way I understand it. Okay, I've always wondered. I remember uh, it. I used to come home there just be pamphlets on the dinner table. That was a threat. Like, it would just been, be there, like, yeah, I've me and your mom are looking at this one. I'm like, and this is because man. grades are bad, or you're yeah. And plus, I was a horrible kid, man. I think about just just a horrible kid. Jet, I mean, horrible. I wasn't horrible, good. but I mean, worse than anything I've like anything I've experienced or known. My, me and my friends were horrible kids, like horrible teenagers. Like, just come home and you know, like, fuck you. 
like straight, like yeah, to my dad, like go with your fuck parents. yourself. Yeah, I didn't have that. That I've never really seen or heard of it since. But yeah, yeah it was bad. Yeah, I didn't have that. Uh, I got in trouble, but I still, I think my parents, for whatever reason, I still feared them a little bit. I started to fear the rules at school a little less and all these other rules right. a little less. But my parents, I still didn't want to fully disappoint them. Well, if my dad were to get so upset that you know he would become emotional because he's disappointed in me, that would be like the worst thing ever, right? Right. And that happened to me when I got out of jail. And it was oh, the yeah. worst thing ever. It was, it was what horrible. What did you get arrested for again? So I got arrested for uh, DUI and uh, trying to leave the scene. Oh, of an accident. fleeing the scene of an yeah, accident. Yeah, fleeing of an accident. Well, I but got I didn't, that bad boy. Didn't do a very good job fleeing. Well, my car was all messed up. I didn't realize like the wheels were literally broken. Not the tires. The wheels were broken. You tried to drive? I tried to drive. Now there, I had gone into some woman's yard and knocked over her mailbox and mm -hmm. these things that she had along her driveway. You know, they had the posts or whatever. Sure. And uh, I mean, airbags went off. I should have known. But I was alone, and I thought, okay, you know, that sobered me up. Oh, crap. I just got in an accident. I got to get out of here. Yeah. So I tried to leave, and then the police show up, and then they made what me What were do you it. doing? Why were you driving? So I was driving because I had gone out with friends that night downtown, and my girlfriend lived downtown. And a lot of times, I would stay with her. And at that time, I was kind of staying with her most mm -hmm. of the time, especially on the weekends. So... Uh, we all went out, and one of my friends came along, and she had her friends. My girlfriend went home early okay. with her friends, and my buddy and I, who was my drinking buddy, we drank together all the time, he and I stayed out. Okay. And at the end of the night, he, I think his wife actually uh, came and got us and drove us back. Now, what he did, though, is she drove me back to my girlfriend's apartment. Okay. And I'm starting to go into my girlfriend's apartment, and I didn't even get the door open before I thought... Man, there's no snacks here. Oh, no. There's no snacks. I don't even think they have the cable working. Like, oh, man, I'm so hungry, and I want to watch TV. And I was like, you know what? I'll just go home. And that was, you know, a half-hour drive yeah. through residential areas on the highway. I think I tried to stay off the highway. I made it all the way back. I was, I think, two blocks from my house when I got into that accident. And uh, you know, I don't remember much other than once the accident happened, I feel like I remember everything. And I remember going to jail. Right. I remember there was good cop, bad cop. When the police showed up, this the first cop, this big, tall, white guy, he was very mean to me. And he was very making mean. me do the... He, he was very mean to me. He was. He was a dick. Like, he, he was that character in a movie, you know? <laughs> All right, get over here. And I was like, look, man, I, I get it, okay? You caught me. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you were trying to leave. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. He's like, so we got to do the sobriety test. And I said, no, you don't. You know, I'm right. I'm drunk. You caught me. I'm surrender. busted. Yep, I surrender. I surrender. And he refused. He's like, no, you got to do it. Huh. So he starts making me do the sobriety test. And as I'm doing this, another cop pulls up, one that I'd had encounters with in the past. Okay. He was the cool cop in town. He's one when he caught you with beer. Yeah. He'd say, let's go dump it out. You know, sure. Just yeah. get rid of it. But he didn't do anything. So everyone liked this cop, and he seemed to. I don't know if this was his job, but he seemed to interact with uh, teenagers a lot. Like okay. you know, kept an eye on what was going on with the house parties and all that. So I knew him. And he sees me, and he comes over, and he acts like he's angry. He tells the other cop, I know this prick, you know, whatever, this little shit. He's done this before. And I'm like, oh, my God, I made the good cop right, sure. angry. So he takes me. He's like, I'm taking him with me. I know his parents, which I don't think he knew my parents. But take me, uh, puts me in his car, and when we get in the car, his whole attitude changes. And he's like, sorry. He's like, I had to get you away from Officer Right, Officer Dick, Yeah, whatever his name was. <laughs> and he was like, man, you, you're close to your house again, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. Because he he did know me, I had done this before, right? And uh, they took me to jail. But you know, the time before, I, I got hurt. I went to the hospital. I, yeah. I, you know, um, both times for different. snacks. 
The yep, both times tonight. The first time I wanted Taco Bell, and no, and every, my friends refused oh, to take man. me there. They refused. So my buddy dropped me off at the house, and I was like, "Fuck you! I'm going to get Taco Bell." So then he said, "If you don't go in your house, I'm going to physically drag you and take you home." So I went into the house, and then he drove around the block and came back, and he saw me walking out to get in the car. And and he, uh, it, it's still unclear whether he ran my car off the road to try and get your me to stop driving. Yeah, it's ah un- shit, it's, it's unclear. He well, may that, have what done do you mean that. unclear. Because it seemed like the, the car flipped over doing like 15 miles an hour. I mean, it was. And he and your buddy ran fast. you off. Not not positive. At first, that was the story was that he ran me over off the road to try and get me to stop driving. Then later, he said, "No, no, no, you just hit the the fire hydrant and it flipped you over." It's it's weird because the car wasn't moving fast. Right. So then it, they had to come get me with the claw and all that stuff. You know, you're stuck. Do the up. jaws of life to get you out of the car. Yeah, I was upside down. What? I was upside down in the car. My mom comes over and I see her and she's got her coat on. She had walked down to the end of the block where I was. And I'm apologizing. I mean, it's like something out of a movie. I'm looking at her upside down. Oh, you know? man. Your mom was there at the car? She showed up. Yep. Jesus, what a yep. nightmare. Yep. My dad showed up, too. And then they... Oh, man. Your parents don't want to see you like that. No, they did not. Upside down, drunk with the jaws of life, pulling you out of a car. Nope. What yep. a night... I mean, at least you're alive. That's what they yeah. got to be thinking. And then right? I didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, but I mean, first things first, you're alive. Yeah, I'm wow. alive. And I didn't hurt when anyone When somebody else. says, hey, your kid got in a, a drunk driving accident and we're bringing the jaws of life... Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine I, the fear that must have been going through your parents' mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, they could see, my mom, I'm sure, could see that half of my face was smashed. Oh. It looked like a cereal bowl. It was just mm. gone. So they put like me a cereal bowl. Yeah, cereal it was bowl. like that big of a, you know, it was just going into my oh, face. Like it looked like indentation? Yeah, huge indentation. Oh. And, uh, were you confused Man. when he said cereal bowl too? Sorry, I was yeah, trying I to think exactly of exactly what was yeah, happening. Sorry, I was trying to describe I was trying it. I couldn't think head, of indentation. Like, why would your head look like a cereal bowl? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was trying to That's think of indentation. That's fuck, and it fixed it? Like they fixed a cereal bowl head? Like, you know, you could pour a, probably yeah, a couple cups of water. Modern medicine is fucking crazy. Dude's got a cereal bowl for a head. Yeah, so that night. That would freak me out if I was a parent too. Oh, like, motherfucker, shit. look at his head. Yeah. Your dad's like, it looks like a fucking cereal bowl. A <laughs> cereal bowl. Mmm. <laughs> So that night, they were like, well, we got to take him to the hospital. So an ambulance took me that night. And yeah. that's when they do the blood work. And then your brother called me. Yeah. We didn't know each other at that time. Is that how you found out he called you? His brother called me because, you know, he couldn't come to work. Right. And I think uh, your brother called me. It was Josh. Yep. Oh. He, he called me, who I get along with really well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and said, hey, you know, I got to tell you something. You know, we don't want to tell everybody, but, you know. He's not going to be able to go to work for, and I and I remember so. It just like a role reversal. There was a time when I was in Detroit, I got arrested and had to go to jail, and I was missing work, right? Okay. And I, you can't really call into work. And my boss eventually tracked down my dad's phone number. Oh, okay. And called him and said, "Hey, you know, is he okay? He hasn't been to work in like four days." And my dad was like, "Yeah, he's fine. You know, hopefully, you know, he'll be there soon." And just didn't want to tell him, okay. you know. And then my dad said, after like three minutes, he goes, is he in jail? And my dad's like, yes. He's like, okay. Just tell me. <laughs> he's like, tell him we'll save his job for him. It's yeah. fine. Whenever he gets out, he's fine. That So the role reversal was your brother, like, you know, worried that he's going to get fired. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why? Why would he get fired? I don't like, think they know? fire you for that. Yeah. Yeah. But just because I had done it so many times. Yeah. They and I said, well, what happened? He goes like, all I know is that, you know, he, he was drunk and... He got in his car because he wanted Taco Bell. Yeah. I was like, eh, fuck. So, 
I mean, I got to the hospital. They said I fought a cop. I don't remember fighting a cop. Mm. So they strapped me down where you can't move. They strap your legs. They strap your arms. And so I'm laying there, and uh, I think they had said no visitors. Maybe it was just uh, family only. But here comes Laszlo walking in, and I he's did walk into the hospital. I just brought a bunch of Taco Bell. He's got dropped a, it on him. <laughs> got true. a bag. This looks like a cereal bowl. I'm like, I just dropped him off some Taco Bell. I was yep. like, don't be a fucking idiot all the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that sucked. That was that was no fun. That was at all, Big but... Brother. That was good Big Brother shit for me for you. It was very good. Yeah. and I got I stayed out Your of jail. Mom laughed at me. Yeah, it was funny. It was Wait, funny. Why? Why? Why did his mom laugh at you? Because I brought Taco Bell to him. I was like, dipshit, just call me. I'll bring you Taco Bell. Is all this worth three fucking Taco Supremes, you dumbass? Because that's what this whole thing centered around. He was trying to get Taco Bell. Uh, But I did stay out of jail that time because they put you on probation. And uh, then I ended up going to jail that next time. Yeah. And that's, you know, you've already disappointed your parents. Probably in a lot of ways, not just yeah, this. Yeah, they're past it now. But when I got I arrested, I felt like that. Time. You know, like I've been arrested a bunch where I never had to call my parents. Like it just, it is what it is, yeah. right? You, you spend four or five days in jail and you get out, you know, and then they sentence you to weekends. You just go do it. My dad didn't need to know. Yeah. But then there's sometimes where you're staring like you know, serious time in the face, and you got to call your dad. Yeah. Uh. And I, you know, at that point, I think like the first time he's disappointed, the second time he's disappointed, the third time it's just an issue we have to deal with. This is who he we is. have to get him a lawyer. Like what you know, we can't let. He was probably more of the let him sit and learn his lesson. Where my mom was like, he is not staying. Get him out of jail, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it sucks. And uh, that second time, I mean, I remember all of that. Uh, you know, with it, when I wrecked my car into that mailbox. But, but they take in, they do the fingerprints, they do all that. They take your mug shot, which uh, I've tried to find, but I, I can't find anywhere. I'm curious hmm. what it looks like. I've looked mine up, too, and I can't find it. Yeah, I thought that stuff was public that you yeah. could. Anyway. It would have been years ago. They might not even have they it. They might have just got rid of it. That's what I wondered, too. Sounds like a good job for listeners to look into. Find those mug shots? Yeah. yeah. So then I went. Then they put me in jail that time. Yeah. And they well, you were, got out the next day, right? They were pretty mean to me. Yeah. They were pretty mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- seriously. I'd have choked the life out of you in prison. Th- there was. Hey, guys, I don't know. Um, yeah, you would have raped me. I, That's I the was, problem. I was arrested, and. Um, I shouldn't be. Here. I just want to tell you guys that um, the guy who did arrest me, he was pretty mean. He was uh, pretty mean to me. I'd be like, what the fuck? The guy who arrested me was nice. Was it was once mean. I got there. Yeah, the guy was pretty mean. Well, there the was. The guy a- giving, making me do my fingerprints. He just, you know, wasn't friendly. They had individual cells. Is there a complaint? <laughs> Let me just talk to the manager. I will be talking to your manager as I'm walking out. You better believe it. Actually, that was sort of what I was doing when I left. But yeah. they put you in their individual cells, which I think at most police stations, I've only been there twice, but it, I think they're like just right. individual cells a lot of times. And the until movies, they, they have a the holding tank. Yeah. Well, yeah, until they transport you. But if they're just locking you in there for the night, I think most people end up. In I've been in, well, I've one, I mean, I got arrested plenty of times. One of them was in Wayne County, which is Detroit. Mm-hmm. And that is a giant drunk tank. Oh, so it's like the movies. Yeah, and I just, you go in and like, and there's got to be 300 people in there. Whoa, in one room? There's a giant room. It smells like fuck. I mean, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's fucking horrible. And just a couple benches that are bolted to the yeah, floor? Yeah, and then, right. And so you just got to go in there and fight for your spot. Yeah. So I remember walking in, and there was like a little spot, and I was like, fuck that, that's mine. I get in it and crawl up in the fetal position and go to sleep. And I, woke. you gotta, you gotta be drunk to sleep there. No, fuck, you gotta make yourself sleep because I don't want to deal with any of this. So no I would shit. just make myself sleep. I was drunk too, of course, but you know, and then I woke up and you know, it was 
giant dude, you know, sitting next to me. And he's like, yo, you were tired. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, how, so how old are you? Yeah, my 20s, probably. Okay. You know, I think back on it. Who knows? But, you know, yeah, mid 20s somewhere. The, the, that era that I was getting in trouble a lot, whatever that was. Yeah. It was over a decade, I believe. Right. But yeah, so the next day, well, I had a guy in the cell next to me who was screaming all night. And he was yelling at the cops and he was doing the, hey, piggy. Hey, oh, come on, man. He was yelling that the whole time. And I'm just thinking, like, come on, don't make the uh, don't make cops right. angry. Right. right. So. I noticed that the rest of the night, like they were, they were acting like I was a serial killer, you know, stand in the back. I'm sure it's just protocol. We're going to open this door and give you this rubber spork thing. And here's a bowl of cereal, <laughs> you know, but, but you have to stand against the back wall while the door's spork. open. Yeah. And then uh, I ate and I did sleep. But the next day, my, uh, my dad came to get me and the police are That's telling me. That's the other thing, you know, it is a weird thing. And I, I hope I, I, I hope I have the relationship with my kids that they'll call me, right? Yeah, and right. I hope I have the ability to help them. That's what, you know, that's all your dad really wants, right? Yeah. Like, he'd rather you not get in trouble like that. But once you realize, and, and I guess you probably realize it too, but once you're a parent, I always say, like, you won't think of it like this until you're a parent. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody has thoughts. But now my goal, my number one goal is that they don't get in trouble. But that's kind of on them. My secondary and really big goal is that they do get in trouble. I have the ability to help. Of course. Right? Like, it's that's a weird thing. Like, if you ever, like, if you fall, I don't want you to fall down when you're walking. But if you do, I have to have the ability to pick you up. Right. And that's really what, you know, so that, again, so, you know, you just got charged with a felony and fighting a cop and drinking Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting taco bell and fuck them all you're a big guy right mm-hmm. and then you know shoulder shrugged as your father comes you and call his dad. khaki pants and <laughs> right and his shirt tucked in and he's got the money for you it's like you're not a man yeah you're not right like that's a really humbling experience as many times as it happens that is like i'm doing all these things and i think i'm a man i think i'm a tough guy I think I'm doing all these things, but in the end, I got to call my fucking dad. I'm still a fucking baby. Yep. I'm a baby. Yeah, and he called. So my dad picked me up on, on my dad's 70th birthday. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I know you say that. No, but I bet you man made him feel good. He was not happy. Right, right. but he knew he helped you. He, uh, I got to be honest. I would I've feel never, good. I've never seen him that mad at me, and he wasn't talking much, but he truly seemed, he was giving this kind of signal, at least I thought, of saying, I'm I'm done with you. Oh yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt like I don't know how you ended up this way, but you know, I'm 70 now. Right. I'm done with this. My and- mom wrote me a letter when I was in jail. What? And wrote me a letter. Oh God. Wrote me a letter about how this was it. They're done. Oh, okay. They can't help me anymore. I gotta help myself. And Man, that would you know, me. I can't me and your father talking, we can't help you anymore. Yeah. This is it. You yeah. know? And I had just violated my probation. So as I'm coming out of jail, I know I'm going to be going back for three months. Right. You know, a different jail, but I'm going to be going back to jail. So as I'm walking out, the officer is telling my dad, this is a different cop. He's like, yeah, he was a, you know, he was really rude and belligerent last night. He wouldn't stop screaming. I go, that wasn't me. That was the guy next to me. My dad goes, shut up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in the car. So I kind of was doing the, hey, right, don't talk yeah, to your yeah. manager. You got the wrong person. <laughs> right. And I went and got in the car. My mom's sitting there, and I get in the back seat. So now it's my mom and my dad. So your parents are in the front seat, and you're in the back seat. Yep. And you immediately matched me. <laughs> <laughs> got a blanket. You're like, hey, we just like old times. Pretend Let's like go to Branson. This is innocence. I just masturbate back here. You guys ignore me. Yeah, get my Walkman out. <laughs> uh, no, my dad wanted to drive by and show me my car, which I didn't want to see. And he's like, too bad. Yeah. So we had to go see that. And uh, my mom hadn't said much. And then my mom starts giving my dad directions. We look at the car and she's like, all right, come out here. Take a right. Okay, come down here. And she's not saying where we're going. And she directs him into a gas station. And she said, stay in the car. And she goes inside. Now, I'm honestly thinking maybe she needs to use a restroom. Right? I don't know what she's doing. She comes back out and she's got a pack of Marlboro Reds. Now, my mom hates smoking. More than any mother you'll ever meet. Right. Last week, I went over to her house, and she, I hugged her, and she said, have you been smoking? I mean, that has been my life. No, I hadn't had a cigarette at that point in a really long time. But she hates smoking. She never smoked, wouldn't allow my dad to smoke, right. and would get furious if she thought that we were smoking every time. But here she comes walking out, and she's got this pack of cigarettes. She tells me to get out of the car and go stand over by the side of the gas station, and she just stands there and hands them to me and says, smoke these. All of them? I ended up smoking like five cigarettes Why did there. Why you smoke them? Because I was, I was having a horrible okay, anxiety like, attack, okay. panic attack, and I was saying that I was suicidal, I think. You know, right. like, I'm done. And so she had me smoke these cigarettes, and then we go back to the house, and she takes me out back and says, finish the pack. Which I was like, what? By the way, what made you think like Marlboro Red? And she's like, I don't know. I just asked what a popular cigarette was. It looked familiar. Right. I was like, okay. Sure. So that was the only time. I think ever that I've smoked in front of my mother and there were cigarettes that she got me. And my mom right. now is being good cop, which yeah, growing sure. up most of the time, that's not how it worked. She was more of the enforcer. And uh, now she's trying to say, look, yeah, you're going to go to jail. Your life is not over. You know, we'll yeah. figure this out. And uh, yeah, it was just a horrible feeling when I went to, to court eight months later, cause I, you know, postponed right. it so many sure. times and they agreed to, keep me out of jail because Laszlo wrote the judge a letter. Yeah, that was nice of me, huh? It was very nice. Very yeah. nice of you. And my mm-hmm. probation officer showed up to support me. Right. Which is a really good thing. Right. That helps a lot. And so the judge extended my uh, my probation, just started it over, basically, because I was almost done with it. Right. So they added another couple years to my supervision, but yeah. I stayed out of jail. And that feeling, leaving that courthouse... Oh, man. Holy shit. I mean, I'd been worried... you got to remember, eight months waiting for this case to happen. Every morning I get in the shower, it's all I think about. It's all I think about all day, every day, for all those the months. The crazy amount of emotions, like the, the times that I've been arrested, when, you know, when they transported me to prison and that serial killer was in the van with me. Like oh, I forgot about that. We're getting, oh, that's right. I'm getting transported uh, to Miami... And we're in one of those white vans. It's not a school bus, like you see in like the old-timey Shawshank Redemption yeah. shit. But it is a white bus with benches on the back. And they've got us in shackles. And I'm sitting there, it's just me and him. And there's a convoy of cops in front of us and back of us with their lights on. And, I'm, and in my head, I, like, I still don't know. I don't know what the fuck this guy did, right? right? right. Like, I don't know. I mean, look at But you know the convoy's not for you. He's a short, dumpy motherfucker. I don't know. Like, I'm not scared of him. Uh, And I got to think he's probably done some dumb shit like I have, right? You know? absolutely. But I can't figure out why that would invoke the police escort. Like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you think? Like, I'm going to have my buddies... 
like a movie, come smash the van and get me. Like, I got DUI and punched a cop. Right. Like, I, you know, my buddy isn't the rock coming to save me. I'm not, you know, <laughs> nobody's coming. I promise you no one's coming. That's They've all told me they're not coming. They wrote me a letter. There's no one here. There's no one coming. It's just me and you, buddy. It was just and, the two? And there's six cops everywhere. The siren's on. This is like transporting Michael Myers. You right. Know, well, then when out. they let us out, I did that. Like the prison guard. I'm like, why? All the cops. And he goes, well, we're transporting you guys. I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, wait, what the fuck with this? Right. And he goes, well, you don't, you don't know who you're with? And I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, some fucking serial killer who killed people in Florida. Like fucking six of them. I'm like... Why did you put me in that fucking van? Like that's pretty crazy. And I guess yeah. at the time it's not like you're not gonna have access or to internet. You can't just go look this guy up. I've and tried see what to he look did. him up. Like I don't know his name or anything. Right. Like it's I've tried different. to, you know, and you yep. serial kill Florida. You're gonna get a few. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and then when we got him, we sat down. So they once we got in the jail cell, they put us uh, like in one together. I mean, why am I with this fucking guy? Like right. I, also, I'm thinking like there should be degrees of transportation. Yes. Like, I'm not, I, I get it. I'm not a good person. And I understand that you have decided we're all animals, right? Absolutely. And the, the group of animals that function in this society have decided that I am a fucking wild one. Right. You're, <laughs> that is, I could you fuck, bit someone. I could hurt yeah. the other ones. We need to put that motherfucker in a building with other motherfuckers like him because he can't be around us normal people. That's. That is the, if you take it to its most basic principle, you are a bad dog. Yes. That they, you know, like they're, they're going to try to rehabilitate, maybe, but they're going to put you in a cage. You're not allowed to hang out with the other good dogs at the park. You can't That's go it. to the park anymore. Yep. And you're not adoptable. Right. At <laughs> so, least not yet. <laughs> right. So we'll try to help you, but yeah. maybe. And so you got to go in this cell. But anyway, so I'm sitting there like this, you know, and, uh, He's sitting. Do they have you cuffed in the front, like to your legs? Yeah. Okay. And uh, but once they get us in there, uh, they took him off. So it's just okay. me and him. We don't have anything on. Now I know that this guy's a serial killer, and man, I hear, boom, and I jump up with both hands towards this guy. I'm like, this motherfucker gonna try to kill me, mm -hmm. right? And I just square up, and he's still sitting. And he looks at me and he smiles and he just starts laughing. And I realized one of the panels from the uh, ceiling fell down. Oh, okay. It fell down. It was just that. But now you're like, on he edge. Had to know. Like, he's so, like, he just started laughing. Like, this motherfucker is so scared. Right. Right. He's like, boom. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and he just starts laughing. Like, God damn, man, relax. I'm, I'm, we're good. We're all right. Like, okay. And then how long that time were you there? I don't remember. Like, it all gets, you know, fuzzy because I think. Uh, that might have been the time when then they moved me, and then I went into the cell with Sugar Bear. Okay. Oh, so Sugar I Bear, went in. Yeah. So I go into a cell. I told the story. I'll try to make it quick, yeah. not to bore anybody. But I go into this cell, and the, you know, it's me and this one guy, and uh, you know, there's a newspaper on the floor. And it's just us two, and I, you know, he's like maybe he's a shorter guy, like maybe five six, black guy, uh, but built right. Yeah. Um. And I lay down, and he's just like, hey, what's up? I'm like, what's up? And I say, you know, what's your name? He goes, you know, Suge. He goes, you know, Sugar Bear, you can call me Suge, though. No, I think he might have just said Suge. Okay. People call me Suge. And I'm like, okay. And this giant white uh, Hell's Angel type looking guy, okay. just picture sure. that. Yeah. He comes walking in our cell. And I remember he's got flip flops on, and, you know, I, I mean, everything about him is bad. 
right? And he's not scared. Doesn't he's look scared not scared, and you know, uh, you know, I, I don't think he, you know, he hasn't washed in a while. Like he's a tough yeah. guy, right? Yeah. And he walks in, just walks in, and he's like, "Oh, you're new here," and I'm like. I mean, is he an Aryan? You know what I mean? Right. I got. Do I have fuck, to join? I got fucking Suge next to me. Like I got to pick now. Right. Like, and I'm not sure Suge's gonna take me. So now do I got to kill Suge? Like, well, you're like, I don't want. I don't. So I just go, yeah. And he starts walking towards me, and Suge jumps off the top of the bunk, and he goes, "Get the fuck out of here." So and he I, knew that something was about something to happen. Was up. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here. Stay out of our cell." And the guy's like, "All right, all right, all right." He's like, "No, I said now, motherfucker." And he leaves, and he's and he goes, yeah, fuck that guy, I got you. And I'm like, okay, so now, but also in my head, I'm like, now what? I gotta blow sugar. Right, like, I gotta him around. How's this all work? Kiss I'm his real, butt really off. new here. <laughs> really right. new here, guys. But if I have to, actually, you know, I prefer the yeah. company of Suge, to be honest with you. Well, that's you a good know? question. Would you rather... I would have rather been with Suge. Join the white supremacist and get those tattoos that you'll have to remove I'd rather be with Suge. Or... Uh, blow Suge and I would have rather been with Suge. Lick, his, lick his butthole. Well, yeah. I guess that's. You know, I haven't thought of that. I've heard, I've thought of the people who say choice. they joined the Aryan white supremacists, whatever they call them, because they said they were getting beat up, especially young white yeah. guys. They go into prison when they're they 16, 17. Chances. Yeah, and so. Uh, but Suge stuck up for me. Yeah, but then you know the end of that story is there's a paper on the floor, so I'm laying in the bed. I'm like, I don't fucking read this paper, right? Yeah. Like if I'm like two weeks ago or something, I'm like, I don't give a shit. So something to read, and I'm reading it, and it's a story about how uh, there was a murder on a basketball playground. And they had gotten into a fight over basketball. And the guy, what they know is that the guy pulled out a gun and murdered the other guy over a basketball game. And they were looking for a guy who goes by the name of Sugar Bear. And as I finish it, they're like, if you know anything about Sugar Bear, and I close the paper and I look at my dude's name, Suge. And he looks at me and I go, uh, Sugar Bear? And he goes, Yeah. And I go, oh, Ooh, man. Hey, but that, he's on your side. We were good. Like, we, I think we, I was there for like four or five days with him. And, yeah. you know, he made sure that for whatever reason, he didn't let the other guy fuck me. So I was and, like, Thank you. And Sugar Bear never got weird. He never said, Let me see your feet. No, never. He's like, like Fuck okay. these motherfuckers. Okay. Like, I don't know. I felt like he didn't like anybody. And I just happened to get lucky enough to be in his cells compared to anybody's because he was more like, Stay the fuck. I don't even know if he liked me. It was more like, You're not doing shit in yeah. my cell. I'll fucking kill you. How long were you there that time? I got transferred. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Weeks, I, a month? Days, lots of days, you know, okay. months, sure. Okay. Yeah, because I know, think that's what I was supposed three, to do four, was 90 five, days. six months. I, you know, I, I think I had sentenced to a year, and then I, you get like uh, one day for every day I think I got of good behavior, so that cuts it off at so half So that's prison, right though, right? Because I was well, told the county that- jail is different. So, but... So, like, if you do, like, 100 days, a lot of times you're in a county jail, right? Yeah. But in South Florida, in Dade County, their prison system is, I think it's federally funded somehow. This is what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, Somebody could federal check me. prisons, yeah. So then they have to have uh, a certain amount of people in this prison or else they won't get the funding from the feds. So you couldn't just have an empty like prison. You wouldn't get any shit. money. Yeah. So they put everybody in there. Sure. So then you're in there. Like, I'm in there with guys like Sugar Bear and Hell's Angels and guys who are dealing, you know, there were two Cuban guys who ran my thing, and they had pictures of themselves in Miami with Lamborghinis and cocaine. And then the other guy is like a drunk fisherman. Right. Who got drunk, you know, came off the boat and 
got drunk and punched some people, he's in there too, right? It's sure. just all of us in there together. Yeah, I know. Like they told me where I was going to go, when, you know, when I thought I was going for ninety days, which that happened twice, by the way. Once because of uh, this job in Laszlo, and then the other yeah. time because I violated with that uh, DUI. But they told me, like, you know, yes, it wasn't a county jail though. It was like out in the middle of Missouri, and it's like that's where they send you guys. And it, and in that particular place, you don't get released early. There's no good behavior, whatever your oh, sentence right. is. But it's for people who yeah, are only getting it. sentenced to. I think like a year. I think it's or less. less than three hundred sixty-five days. Anything okay. more than three hundred sixty-five, there's a rule about it. So okay, you'll hear so people get sentenced to like three sixty-six. That means you got to go to the place where I went to. Okay. Because you you got to do that full time. If you get like three sixty-four, then you can go to the county jail. At least that's how it worked in Florida when I was there. So okay. You know, you a lot of people would say they wanted the three sixty-six. Yes, because people Give me prefer. Give three sixty-six. I'd rather go to this federally funded thing. Yes. Foods a little better. It's clean instead of this county jail where it just smells like shit and there's a hundred people in a room. County's the but worst. Give right? me three sixty-six. I mean, know? depending on what county. Probably safer. County or county safer, but it depends on where you are. I mean, yeah, but at least you're kind of all together. And there's, you know, in prison, like two guards. I always thought, like when I was there, you know, there'd be two guards playing spades with two inmates. And they were acting the exact same way, you know, slamming down like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, these guys would have been here anyway. (laughs) Right. They just happened to be guards. They're all all friends. They all grew up together. I've heard, though, that county, especially in big cities, uh, you know, those are the ones that are severely overcrowded. People get stabbed and killed. People are trying to get out of there to go to prison. Right. Which I always thought was interesting because i didn't know the, the difference i've heard the same thing though now too about the food being better yeah you, maybe you get your own cell there's more rules yeah maybe a little bit more space right but so i don't have the uh so when i got out of jail i didn't have this elation because i thought i'm getting ready to go right back right so i didn't get that feeling of oh it's sunlight and here we go and i'm so glad to be done the only time i got that was when i went to court after waiting oh, for eight job, months yeah. to figure out that and they told me you're probably gonna get nine days and that judge said by the way we go up there we present the case he was way up there. His Man. thing was way up there. And he's talking down, and he says, after we get done saying everything, he goes, well, look, this is pretty basic. He was like, he was on probation for DUI. He was facing 90 days. He violated that probation doing the exact same thing. Right. He's like, I absolutely have to violate his probation. There's no reason not to. And I, at that moment, heart sinks. Right. All right, I'm going. I'd already talked to Laszlo. Right. Uh, we had discussed, and we talked to our old boss about, right. all right, we'll figure something out. Make sure you use your one phone call to I call your, your call here. We like, do breaks on that phone. What other job could you be working at, other than, be, I guess, being a prison guard, and go to prison or jail for three well, months? Probably and like, not everybody. I was the boss at that time, so I know. it was fun. So I don't know if you could do that if you're at the station next door. That's what I'm saying. Who, oh, like, no, oh, no, 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 I'm no. going to call in. It was just me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the percentage of places you could be working where you've got a boss the who slim. says you can very, very small. Right. So when I got out, when he my, my he read Lazo's letter, the judge's got the letter, he's reading it, and then my probation officer says this stuff. It was about a good letter. letter I it. it was a good letter. Mm-hmm. And my probation officer you know, says, look, I've been working with him for the last two years. He's a good guy, blah, 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 blah. I think we should continue his probation. I'll keep an eye on him. And so the judge granted it. And that feeling, at first you're like, oh, man. I didn't understand correctly, right? What is it? And my PO is slapping me on the shoulder, you know, congrats. I'm like, so what? What's happening? He's like, you're getting more probation. They just doubled your probation. 
I walked out of that building. I mean, that's right. the most elated I've ever felt in my life. And I got in my car, and I was like an hour from Until the station. Until you realize I got fucking four years of probation. Right. <laughs> and, and then you start to think. that goes away because you're like, well, now exactly. I got to go meet this motherfucker every Tuesday. Every, he yep. can call me on Wednesday and be like, come piss in a cut. Like, yep. a fucking nightmare. You do, after a certain Probation's amount of time. Probation's a nightmare. It Parole is. is a nightmare. It is. I mean, it's too much. I got to a point where I thought, and you yeah, and I talked about it. Just let me do the time. I just like, do 90 days. Fuck right. 90 days and I never in jail it, as compared to four years on probation. Just give me the 90 days. The ice, ice, Literally, I would do that. I, and that's my suggestion to anybody. Like, you're scared of going in and not. I get it. It's horrifying. I remember that, you know, they close that door. Boom. And you're like, fuck me, man. That clank. It's real. You see it in movies, but when you, when you do it, it's God, Damien, clank I'm claustrophobic, out, too. I mean, just that. Bang. Oof. Fun. 90 days you can do. I promise you, you can do it. Just put your head down and do it as opposed to, you just want, you just want to be out so bad. And I get it that you're willing to do four years of probation. It's not worth it. It's 90 days. 90 days is nothing. Mm -hmm. It's three months. You'll be out of there. Yeah. I, now you got to check in every Tuesday for four fucking years. Fuck that. Well, and my probation officer quit his job, got fired, whatever. Are we, are we boring people? Yeah. I don't think so. Our chat's really active today. It's been okay. fun. Cone, have you been to jail before? No. Oh, okay. I thought for sure you would have gotten picked up at a fish concert with drugs or <laughs> Never been arrested. Something like never that. had handcuffs. You've never me. been in cuffs? Never. Wow, now that's something, too. Yeah. I guess that's, you know, the majority of people probably not yeah, been in sure. cuffs. They've not been to jail. Uh, but yeah, when I left that courthouse, man, that was amazing. I well, come back thing, to work. Like, so, and, you know, it started, we talked about Brittany Griner, right? I mean, this is where, you know, she yeah. got out of jail. We see her. Yeah. And she sees her family and, you know, her girlfriend or wife. I don't know. I uh, think she's, I think they're she married, married? Right? I don't know to me. But whatever. I think, I think they're wife. married. Her wife. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're all happy for her and everything else. You know, what's going through her mind right now? You know, that's the thing. Like, how does she handle it? I, I mean, she's just grateful, but does she smoke hash anymore? I, I think I'd be scared. Even Seriously. if in Colorado, I think right? I'd be scared. That's like, God, man, I can't get. And Biden just fucking whatever gave the most dangerous man. Dang, <laughs> yeah. Warlord of war danger guy. Yeah. That's who he traded for you. Yeah. You can't get picked up in Rhode Island with no, weed. No, that's now. a good point. Like, that's fucked. Fuck like, and I know I probably would. I know that. I'm a fucking idiot. But we if I'm do. her, I'm like, you know, you do. can't do anything. Nothing. Mm -mm. Because if you get pulled over, you, honest to God, I, I would. it's worse than parole. If Brittany Griner gets in any trouble from here out for the rest of her life, yeah. it will feel like she betrayed America. Everyone yeah. not, fucking hates her. Not, not just her parents, yeah. not her brother, sister, yeah. wife, girlfriend, not just not your boss. The entire fucking world will be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You got a DUI? Fuck you. you. I hate you. Straight we fucking gave the warlord back for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's news. I mean, it's going to be... Oh. It's going to be... A, I mean, I'm glad she's free, story. and I, you know, but I, that's... I mean, I would be I, really I would, worried about that. I wouldn't... I get what you're saying about the hash, too, the, the vape pens, whatever. Yeah. I, I would be... The PTSD that you would have from that, I think if anyone, you know, came up well, to me and said, we all say hey, that, though. You got arrested, you know, you did some time, and then you're like, I'll never drink again, and here we are. <clears throat> right, but... Uh, and I'm not saying that she won't smoke hash right. again, but you're talking about like right now, what's she doing? I yeah. bet she is. Look, I mean, I don't know how long you were on probation total, but when I finally finished it, they gave me paperwork that said you're not right. on probation. 
you don't need to like carry that around or show it to people. But I did because I felt like I, I, when you're on probation that long, you get this idea in your head that you're just always on probation. Yeah. Which is kind of what Brittany Griner, like I think, is what you're you. explaining. Yeah. What uh, she's feeling right now, this feeling right. of I can't get in trouble. That's how I felt even when probation was over. And yeah, in but my man, glove he's box. Right. If she gets in trouble, she's got to feel like the American of course. populace fucking hates her of course. for what we trade. Of course. Which would we? If she got in trouble? I don't think so, but I, but I, if I was her, I'd feel kind that. Of. I'd feel that for I sure. I mean, I would at least know, but I, wouldn't you at least be like, Jesus Christ. Like, I wouldn't hate her if she got in trouble. I'm no, not mad at her, but fucking, I would be on. like, what the fuck? Come on. Yeah. We traded a fucking warlord for you, and you're just going to go out and get drunk on a Thursday and get arrested exactly. in Dover? Yeah. What the fuck? I would be. That's how I would feel, right? You better do some great fucking things. Right. Like, like yeah. Yeah. You owe the world. <laughs> you owe the world. Yeah. I want to know what it was like there in that Russian prison. And because, you know, we see this stuff in the movies. I think most of us are thinking about what we see in the movies. Lazo says the clank is real. Oh, that sound, that first sound of the, is, of the doors a, closing yeah, it, is real. I, I wonder what else is real. And I'm sure a lot of people do this, or maybe they don't because they say, I've never even been in cuffs, so I don't have to think about this. But throughout life, I've thought about what my strategy would be if I get put in county jail or prison. Because obviously I'm not a very big guy. Yeah. What would I do? Is it possible when you go in there what to just mean, be like quiet survive? to survive? Would I try, would I try not to, to talk bathroom. to anybody? Go to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, take a shit in the middle of the day so people can see it, right? And after you're done, turn around and reach in it and eat it. <laughs> this is yeah. always it's yeah, a strategy hey, you know for so many things. Just eat it and be like, fuck you guys. You want some? And then just hope they're like, that crazy motherfucker eats his own shit. I'm not going in there. And unfortunately, you've told I me think- this before, I think that might be my only move. Because the, <laughs> other, move, move. the other move is to go in there and beat <laughs> somebody up. You want to go more power, you go grab someone else's shit and eat it. But They tell you to beat someone up. You know, yeah, you but gotta, you can't, but you I can't. can't. I can't. <laughs> you think there's and anyone in a country like, you know, up. you go hit pops, then people are going to be more mad. Right. And if you so just you lay like low, guy. if you're quiet and you don't do anything and you try to ignore people, people start, from what I've heard... They start coming after. They start picking. Yeah. They start asking you your questions. Best move is Give just me your to lunch. Shut up. But, you know. Yeah, but I think if you know, I think the power move. You're smear, your own shit. Smearing shit on my face. <laughs> going yeah. I feel like they might not try and take my lunch anymore. It's gonna take a minute. It's you know? gonna take a minute. They're they, gonna try to figure figure you out. I I, I think they just ignore me. I mean, are, would you beat up someone who's covered in their own shit? No. Mm, right. I, I I think you could actually get left alone, and I think it might be the best advice for someone like me. That I've ever heard, which is you just got to make them think there's something wrong with you, right. that you're crazy, and you can't do that by beating someone up because you're too little. Right. Then just freak them all the fuck out. I mean, that's a plan. So when you, I would stick with just lay low. I mean, that's probably what I would try just to go do. Go in and do your thing, but I and don't give them shit. I just wonder how like, long. Just get it your takes. ass beat. Ugh. And then take that ass woman. So if they come in and say you're gonna give me your lunch, be like, fuck you, I'm not giving you my lunch. And then get and then beat just up. Take that, take that ass whooping. It's only going to happen so many times. I thought if you got beat up, then they just kept coming back no, and beat you up you again. Keep fighting. Yeah, that's not going to work for me. Can you really just join a gang as soon as you get in there? I don't know. Do you have there to qualify no, like, real, somehow? There's no like. I, there was like a. I don't know. What else is the Japanese game? The, uh, well, there's I one. I call them the jacuzzi. But okay. It's not jacuzzi, well, there was one right? that, I, but Yakuza. I don't. Wanna, what? Yes. Yakuza. Yeah, it was close. Jacuzzi was close. Yeah. So there was like three guys there. They would play some Japanese game. They were right next to me, and they didn't speak English at all. But clearly, they were part of the Yakuza gang. And then uh, independent 
uh, black guys, right? They all seemed to hang out, but I, they didn't seem like, uh, it wasn't like a Muslim brotherhood or anything I could tell. They were just friends. Okay. And then Cubans, they were all together on one Florida. side. And then yeah. random white guys who, you know, got drunk. Yeah, and the random That's white it. guys, do they like, do they stick together? No. Nah. Okay. I mean, maybe, but no. Like, if I got into a fight, a random white guy wasn't going to come help me. Yeah, I just, but the Cubans would help each other, you know. And I'm guessing the Yakuza, nobody fucked with the Yakuza guys. I don't know why. Was that how you say Yakuza? Yakuza. Nobody fucked with them, and I, I, you know they they just stuck together. It's like you know a few of them, and then when we went out in general population. There was more of them. But there was three in my thing, and you know those guys they stayed low, played some game, talked Japanese, and I think everybody was like, "Fuck that!" Probably no fucking karate. That's where I, I didn't want to get in trouble, but yeah, man. like you, they can break a brick with their hand. Well, I that's mean, what I thought. Three Japanese guys fucking yeah. playing dice, talking. I'm like, I don't want to fight them. You know, they're going to get up and stretch their legs and fucking jump off the wall. And right, nobody wants to do that. So when you got out that time mm-hmm. with Sugar Bear, sure. that, this was this was Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. So when you got out, was that no, the time that, that they Miami. gave? Oh, Miami. Okay. So is that the time that you got out and had the sixty three yeah, dollars yeah. in your hands and no and yeah. your parents weren't there? Yeah. You just got out and you just did exactly what you said. You just walked across the street. Yeah, I got a couple of packs of cigarettes, took a cab to the airport, called my dad, said, I'm out. You know, I'm at the airport. Can you fly me home? And he said, Hold on a second. Oh, uh, so he, he got me, the ticket. Okay. He called me back and said, You got a ticket, you're leaving in, you know, four hours or something. Just stay at the airport. I'll pick you up when you get home. Okay. And that was it. So you had that lifeline. Because if you get out of prison and you don't have that lifeline, you got sixty three bucks. I gotta I don't rob know the liquor store. You have to do something. I gotta rob the liquor store right across from the prison. It makes no sense. You literally would have to rob the liquor right, store exactly. because you only have sixty three dollars. Right. And what else are you supposed to do? I mean, and I don't know, maybe right. that's how a lot of people I mean, end up privilege, with that right? Yeah. The fact that I was able to call my father and have him, you know, fly me back. Do you guys still fear wrongful incarceration? Like getting accused of something Fuck you didn't yeah, do? All the time. It is such a fear of mine with all that you see these Innocence Project uh, right. stories mm-hmm. and how they arrest some of these people. I just watched a thing about a guy who went to prison for killing his mom and he did not kill his mom. He was there Damn. a long time. Fucking horrifying. It's, it's yes, it's... It's just one of those things that you we see it in TV, and I think about it so much that if someone knocks on my door, you know, the cop knock, the bump, 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 bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone knocks like that on my door, I think, well, there's going to be someone out there in a suit, and they're going to have a badge on their, on their belt, and they're going to put me in cuffs. And I don't know why. I, I know logically that I can think of I haven't done anything. Well, I think, you know. I always <clears throat> think I have. Well, yeah, because I think as you're growing up, I do believe this. There's prosecu- there's the prosecution and the defense. Yeah. And for some reason, as people, I don't think there's a middle road there, to be honest with you. I really don't. Uh, you either fall in line with the prosecution or you fall in line with the defense. And even if you've never been uh, arrested or anything, you still uh, feel an affinity towards the defense side, right? Yeah. And, and so I think the reason why, if a cop pulls me over... I'm on the defensive. I'm not like always doing something good. I'm on the defensive. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's where I fall in. Now I've done so many things wrong in my past. Not the cop's fault, but I've done so many things wrong in my past. If a cop pulls me over, I don't know why. Like if my plate's expired or something, then I don't worry. Like I know why he's pulling me right. over. Okay. But if he just pulled me over, comes over and knocks on my door, I'm registering. Yes, like, me what too. the fuck did I do in 2001? What the fuck <laughs> right. did I do in 2003? What could he be coming? I'm gonna, oh, that's the other I want to talk to you about. Something that happened in 2012, you're like, what? The that's fuck? the other thing. Like, DNA. Know. Your DNA shows right. up somewhere. I can't. And like, like, oh, that's wait, what I'm worried about. We've got this guy in the system, and you're going, wait, what? My DNA was where? Right. Because DNA jurors are just like, well, that's it. You're going to right. prison. 
And that so that freaks me out too. The idea that now with touch DNA and everything right. else, that they can say, Oh, we finally ran this sample. And like you said, back in two thousand two or right. whatever. Uh, can you tell us where you were? Like, yeah, and you're like, no, how how can I tell you? Right. Oh, so you don't have an alibi for that night. Right. Of course I don't have an alibi for that I night. I was with sugar man. <laughs> Dude. And then you're going in. And then finally I know uh you and I kind of talked about this earlier, but what is the maximum that you think you could handle in prison right now? Before I ran? Before before you say I'm trying to get out of here or, or I'm killing myself or whatever, I can't do this. What's the max? Well, I'm gonna run first. You're gonna try and run. I'm gonna try and run. But the thing is, I gotta make sure that I have time to this sounds horrible. I, if I try to run, I gotta make sure that I have time to end it before they arrest you. So like I can't get in cuffs and then not be able to end it. Yes. Right? So that's part of the escape plan. Uh anything over five and I'm running. Five years? I'll do five. All right. And so the cops, they, they chase you. They find you. You're standing at a national park at the edge of a cliff. Yeah, I jump. You're jumping? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Anything five over years. five. I could do five. Uh, you, I mean, you th- so three years? You think yeah, you I do three do? three straight. Sure. Do you fall into some sort of rhythm at least while you're there? Or does You'd it be get- surprised at what, you know, the, yeah, what, you, what your body gets used to. It is like, you know, 12 weeks of boot camp. And I know three years is longer, but the first two, they shave your head, right? They do all these things. But after a while, you just get used to it. Like, it is. This is your daily life. Like, it's some guy yelling at you, and every time, everywhere you go, you got to jog, right? Like, all of a sudden, this is just life, and your body gets used to it, your mind gets used to it, and you just go through it. You know, you could do it. I think anything more than five because if you're doing five and you're hoping for three, you know, in your mind, you could do three Christmases, right? Boom. Yeah. Try to put those numbers together. You know, my kid's going to be 19. My other one's gonna be, I can still get out, man. They're young. You know what I mean? I can still get out and be a positive influence on their life. And I guess Anything they can over visit. That, they're like 10. I'm like, mm, no, I'm not doing 10. I'm not doing 10. But aren't you in your I would cell? tell the judge I told you I'm doing it. In everything I watch, they say that this prisoner, they'll talk about it and they'll say, you know, he's in his cell 23 hours a day TV. because he goes out for, for 10 minutes for lunch and then gets mm-hmm. like 45 minutes outside uh, outside and that's it so yeah. you're in that cell that's where you sleep you shit yeah you read i mean i guess they come by do they really come by with a library cart and say do you want a book i don't know what the fuck you're supposed when to I do did, in there. there was like a like a bookshelf okay and you could just go get a book i read the pete rose story and the barry manilow story and did you have a cellmate at that time we were all in one Okay. So there's like a it's big like the, general yeah. area, and yeah. then like you kind of walk off, and then it was a pod, but the pods yeah. were kind of separated, if that makes sense. Yes, it does, because I watched that show that Snowcone had me watch. What's that called? Nine, 90 Days In? Oh, six, 60 Days? Uh, yeah, maybe 60, 60 Days something. In, something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of 90 Days In. Like. So, you know, there was just like an area to sleep, and then an area for the TV, and then like a bookshelf, and you could play Risk. They had some board games, ping pong table. Yeah, I mean, board games, it's my, if I'm in prison at that point, I might be like, well, we this, played is, Risk. this is better than not playing board I played board Risk game. with Pops and Urkel. That'll kill some time, for that, sure. That a kid, who, a guy who was wanted for in Arizona because he was a drug trafficker, mm-hmm. and he got caught with like uh, maybe four or five kilos in Phoenix, and he uh, took off, uh, ran out of the courtroom. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so they were about to sentence him, and he just fucking ran. Damn. Took off out of there, hid in the woods. They searched for him. Uh, and then, if, if the story I get right, he ran again. His brother uh, picked him up in a borrowed car from a friend and drove him 
all the way to Key West and dropped him off. No shit. And so he had been on the run for that long, working under the table as a dishwasher at one of these sure. restaurants in Key West. Sure. Skinny guy, glasses. He's out drinking with his buddies. He comes out, and the cop goes, what's up, Urkel? And he goes, fuck you, and threw a punch at the cop. If he would have just walked away, nothing. Yeah. Cop arrests him, brings him in, going back to Phoenix to do life in prison. Oh, shit. <laughs> All because he couldn't keep his mouth shut because a cop called him Urkel. Jesus Christ. That's Man, like something out of a, a movie. A fucking nightmare. It is. It is but that's what I would play uh, uh, Risk with, was Urkel. Uh was he nice to you? Super nice, man. Super nice guy. Just, you know, wrong, you know, dealt some drugs and apparently had a little bit of a temper, I guess. Yeah. But he didn't with me. Well, uh, but he was real skinny and kind of like, you know, glasses and everything. But, you know, anybody kind of fucked around. He was always like, you know, fuck this guy. And then, you know, he seemed tougher than you think. But Well, the thing about Brittany Griner is she's, she was in a Russian prison. So I don't know. I'm curious if anyone there spoke English. Right. I'm sure it was quite different. But the only stories, we've never been to jail in Russia or another no. country. So we've only been to jail here. So that's those are the stories that we can tell about being in jail. And I will say, I am, once again, as mentioned earlier, I'm happy that Britney's coming home and I'm fine with the trade. Somebody asked if I'm a boomer. I'm a Gen X, right in the middle. Yep. Yep. I am Gen X. Yes, he is. If you're looking for Gen X, that is me. I was at that Lemonhead show the other night and it looked like... I love All that, the guys you graduated with. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of them out there. Yeah. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Is we, that oh, it? We need to promote something, right, Snow Cone? We do. I don't know. Do we promote something now? Well, promote our Twitch. We've been having fun with that. Yeah, and if uh, you're, if you, so we record this on Fridays. Yeah. And then it comes out Saturday morning. If you watch us record it on Friday, uh -huh. um, we'll hang around a little bit afterwards and, and, Talk to yeah, we'll talk to you. Yeah, talk to you for a while, and then of course, please subscribe. Are you guys liking this the Twitch thing? It's I do. I like it. A lot of fun, right? Yeah, I'm having fun. Absolutely, I like it. So please subscribe. I like it. I think it's fun. I'm always self conscious of how I look, how my hands are moving. Like that's why I don't do TV. I never wanted to do it. Yeah, the delay freaks me out. And then how I look, it's like oh man. So you know, other than that, it's growing quickly. It is sixty two viewers today. Yeah, we only had eight sixteen or something last time. Yeah. It's not bad. I think we're doubling every day. It's been fun. So please, though, even if you watch this live on, on Twitch, please yeah. go uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please. We'd really yes. like it if you yes. did that. We'd really like it if you go to our website, right. Church. We have some cool merch up there. Sure. We're getting some more cool merch, actually. Right now, we're in the process. I was working with our friend George today. Thanks okay. again mm -hmm. to George. Mm -hmm. uh, and what else? Is, is that is it? Because you run all the, the, the credits at the end, right? Church. You can always visit Church. Yep. Subscribe yes. to everything on there. That Don't, always helps. That helps us a lot if you just go to Church. There you yeah. go. And uh, is I, think that it? I think we covered it. Toxic and problematic. There you go. And that is it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Due to unpaid invoices, Toxic and Problematic is no longer sponsored by a certain sports podcast. And all previous advertisements for said podcast should be ignored and completely forgotten about. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do so by donating at the link in the description. Toxic and Problematic is produced by Spencer Wolf, which is me, and theme music provided by our friend George, who can be found at Kid Computer on Instagram. All right, thanks. Talk to you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 